we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Standing Idly By podcast. Dermot Daisy O'Brien here with you, as always. And in this episode, I am joined by my good friend, Grace McManus. We are going to be sharing the stories of the women who have been guiding lights in our life. And this is in honor of International Women's Day. Hope you enjoy the episode. So tomorrow is International Women's Day. We haven't had a chat in a while, actually, which is sad. But tomorrow is International Women's Day. And we thought, why not have a chat about that? And the way we framed our chat is, which we, we always try and challenge ourselves to frame our chats. It doesn't mean that they're short. <laughs> <laughs> but And does it mean that we stay within the framework? Probably sometimes, not. sometimes. <laughs> um, but there's a concept that we are both very passionate about, which is, and um, we give, we tip our hat to Mary Andrews, the the artist who has a piece of art about guiding lights. That is very inspirational. Check it out. But the way we're framing our conversation is women in our lives that have been guiding lights, and how we're going to explore the how is kind of tapping into archetypes and the roles they may have played and how they fulfilled a need in us that maybe we only recognize retrospectively, or maybe we can think about it in the, in the time that we discovered these women. Um, but we yeah, we're just going to explore and share. Uh, we have, there's no, we've done no prep with each other. We don't know what's coming up. Um, so will we, is it possible that we pick some of the same people? One million percent. Why? Because you text me saying, here's how I've structured it. And I was like, I've done the same thing. <laughs> Wavelength. <laughs> Although it'd be cool if we actually didn't. Guarantee I could even name the person who we're both going to name. Do you think so? Yeah, I'm going to write it down now on the page and then I'll reveal it at the end. One of the people. So, like, yeah. So, just to share with people that it, you know, the, it, the way this was framed, you, you would all, it would be fair to presume that we are asking each other to pick three women and what grace is referencing there is the fact that we both we were both inclined to cheat um, (laughs) which i would say more like like it's like a life hack where we pick three categories which means you can include more than one woman which i think is fair blessed are we that we have more than one fact fact um so we we had a little chat and we realized that we've both even though the f- the framing was similar that we both kind of interpreted it slightly differently which is quite exciting. Um mine and and I can say for me that my how I interpreted the question about women who have been guiding lights for me I started kind of investigating and unpa- checking in and kind of reminding myself who they might be and then I saw a pattern and the pattern that emerged became my flow of how I'm going to share. Um, what, what about you? So, yeah, like you did yours in a kind of a more timeline sense, right? From But because I am so, so, so youthful, um, the, I've, I've, I've realized that there's three kind of categories that um, types of women that come up. So... Uh, like obviously I went to like activism and there's so many amazing women in activism at the moment or even historically who I really draw from um, <clears throat> and they're, they're, they pati- play particular roles. Then there's my friends and companions um, and 
they play a different set of role again and they inspire me in different ways. And then there's the kind of matriarchal, the familial uh, feminine energy, um, which I also think is more deeply mother nature. Um, and so it comes in very, so those are the three I kind of picked. Um, and then, yeah, and I, I will struggle to name everyone who I love and who I admire who's within each of those categories, but they'll know, they'll know anyway, and I'm sure they'll come up along the way. So I don't know where you want to start. Um, do you want to start at the beginning? Whoa. <laughs> of time itself. <laughs> Let me take you back long, long ago. So, yeah, okay, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. And so, as you say, mine was timelined and that emerged as something that when, when I was seeing the particular individual women that inspired me or were guiding lights for me, um, it, I recognized that even though I was brainstorming it, they were, they were kind of grouping themselves in a timeline. So, so if I go back to my to younger me, and and I also have a matriarch, familial proximity category as well. Okay, and I'll do that later. Um, so younger me, um, so and I'm gonna I'm gonna my first little cheeky sneaky um, inclusion is is in terms of timeline is the Morrigan. So that's ancient Celtic, even proto Celtic, some might say, uh, figure from Celtic mythology. Um, and that's probably uh, so, someone who has had a prevailing connection with my life. I'm just, I, I'm not going to say obsessed, but strongly fascinated by the Morrigan as a character because she is mythical, mysterious. She's connected with, so how, how, how she, the, the one word I would use to describe the Morrigan is power. And that's something that drew me to her, even though the Morrigan is connected to war and battle and foretelling doom and also trying to uh, she appears on the battlefields or before a battle and it tries to maybe in some sense she can uh, foretells people's death and doom but in another sense inspires people to be braver and more courageous in the battle ahead um but she's also a shapeshifter a storyteller um and and sometimes strikes fear uh, into the hearts of of warriors um but but the the pervading thing for the the morrigan for me is this sense of power that transcends any of the physical forms of power or great warrior strength or that the morrigan is above and beyond all that and i just it just and she's very much linked with the i guess the crow um which is uh, an animal that i'm very fascinated with as well so that's my sneaky one the, like, see that sounds like and I don't know whether you I'm going to do the mother nature one now because it's similar um, and I'll separate a little bit from the physical like the matriarch family people that maybe I'd want to reference later I'll wait till you're doing that but in terms of mother nature like the words I wrote down is nectar the thread and the womb and the mentor so like it's like this life-giving force but that it reminds so when you say power like that's what I think of so like in in terms of mother nature like you dare not go against her um and yet we need her like she'll she'll give you exactly everything you need to exist in the earth but just don't don't cross the line so it's not soft and I think sometimes we misunderstand that that kind of matriarchal power to be soft and loving whereas it's very strong and loving um and I love that so much and the idea of the nectar as well like it's just it's like that like lifeblood going through you um which I think is such a such a powerful, 
powerful thing so yeah that's so interesting that we both had something that's like it's like the kind of mystical before even the world was here unreal unreal yeah so where did you go then so my so so here's my set then so when i was young what i what i what i know now is that i needed i was looking out for um people who were defiant so i was looking for warriors so i was i was seeking out a guiding light and inspiration and i was drawn to warrior figures um and within that what i've kind of realized is so there's there's one kind of little who's a little bit outside so within all of them is is courage um and a bit of defiance and yeah like being willing to like the idea of of self-sacrifice being in there to a degree um so i have there's a woman called rigoberta menchu who is a Guatemalan Mayan indigenous Mayan uh, activist. And it was a book I got when I was young called, and it's called I Rigoberta Menchu and it's translated from Spanish and she was an activist. So for, for me, she is the, the selfless courage um, rather than, and as well as maybe is, is a better way of saying, it, as well as the defiance, but uh, Guat- Guatemala at the time there was state sponsored like what it has been described as a genocide retrospectively that what happened in Guatemala and especially amongst indigenous women um state sponsored violence um she was uh, eventually exiled um for her involvement in the activism of kind of pursuing the rights of indigenous people the rights of women in Guatemala um and yeah like her the selfless courage uh, and again that was me as a as a young person and the selfless courage in that absolutely blew me away. Um, and beyond that then, so I have people like, uh, and that she is subtly different because there's so much, like it's, there's so much love um, and compassion within her and belief in what she's doing. Um, and that, and that was unexpected for me. So reading the book, it was a random book that I bought. I, and everyone who knows me knows I buy books always and <laughs> like and i was drawn to it the others are people like bernadette devlin stroke bernadette michalowski um countess markovich sinead o'connor um and they are oh. people who yeah there she is uh so and and for me what i what i realized was that what what drew me to them was this was the bravery to to show up to stand up to be again defiant and to express that in a world where yeah, where you like Bernie ended up getting shot. She'd been in jail. She was elected to the House of Parliament. She slapped a conservative MP in the face for saying that the paratroopers were defending themselves on Bloody Sunday. She went to America, you know, visited the Black Panthers, got the freedom of New York, I think it was, uh, was awarded that and handed over, handed it to the Black Panthers as a symbolic gesture of solidarity, um, you know, anti H block. So, but like her, the power that came out, and the, and for, and again, like it's just something that I was in awe of, and I and I was just drawn to it because it was, and and I and I'm gonna say that it, like part of that is, I was an angry young person, so the defiance and the warrior was who I wanted to be, and these women in their own way, kind of were like magnets. I was drawn to their their power. Um, Countess Markovic, in a historic way, again, like really just stepping out of all boundaries. That were that were there uh, in a particular moment in time, and and defying them, but then also defying the imperialism of a, and not needing to, to in a sense, but like defiance of the most the strongest imperial power on earth, uh, in in the face of absolute guaranteed defeat. Um, 
just yeah and nice. and then Sinead is so Sinead is kind of linked to the Marigan in the sense that like the mysticism of the magic in her voice yes. is is so captivating so like first and foremost as a, an artist i absolutely adore Sinead o'connor with all my heart but then her, her also her defiance and her her vulnerability as well which really really stood out uh, over time but putting herself out there as a young woman shaving her head like breaking the rules and having opinions and yeah like being courageous enough to say stuff that wasn't going to be picked up and celebrated as um we're all with you we're all on the same page saying controversial things whether it's about women the famine child abuse about ireland as a nation having post-traumatic stress collectively mm-hmm. in our psyche because of the great hunger and st- and and then her political activism about about racism and and uh, what was going on in margaret thatcher's england and so yeah like what yeah what i discovered was that out of those people there was I was just drawn into the the energy about how they carried themselves in the world, which was yeah so anti-establishment in one sense or against a stronger power in some sense, and that's kind of I guess how I how I wanted to see myself. That is so like I that it reminds me of some of the people I wrote down for activism, but actually they are they're older women than me who have written down the experiences that gave me so for me growing up like I was different obviously but I, I I was I had to do lots of braving very early on and be unusual or well as, as everyone is unusual but my own sense of of being different or whatever have you but not wanting to be so not wanting to be the like rebellious one but doing it by accident and then having to put meaning on that so some of the people one of the people I wrote down who I was like I guarantee you'll both reference is Audrey Lord, um, like Brene Brown, Glennon Doyle, these women who wrote down what it means to stand up for what you believe in, um, or be who you are, and to do that braveness, not because you want something to happen, but because you have to. There's no other alternative, and giving meaning to that. And I think I started to do that before I knew before I had the words to describe. So those women, they were the nectar in a sense, those books. Um, now, and, I, and I'll and i go back to possibly, I don't know how much in depth my mother later, who was like, just never, end, never, never leaving, just the, the, the standalone there always. So I'm very, very, and that comes in different forms as well. It could be like, I don't know what family member, but that, that kind of, um, that nectar in a sense but but those those women put put it into words in books and in podcasts which I found in my early 20s which was like life-changing because then it meant there was uh meaning in the uncomfortableness of it so yeah those are the kind yeah it's like so it's interesting that even those women are they span different time zones yeah true and yet and yet in this present in your present they have an impact mm. on on how you interpret your story or how you relate to the things they're saying which is interesting for sure so who came next then yeah it's so i've and it what here's the and here's how we show our age difference is that in as i grew and in recent years shall we say my need for as how and that's how i kind of processed this uh looking for guiding lights i think my need changed in that i 
wasn't the need i didn't need to be the warrior anymore i didn't want to be the warrior wasn't a warrior maybe i don't know um but i was drawn to different energy and um again as someone who's yeah i'll use mentioned the words aspect so i'm drawn to words in a big way um and i think i i wanted to connect with or needed the energy of the sages the wisdom um mm-hmm. and and those those who were telling the stories and interpreting the experiences and giving us uh, meaning for for what's going on around us or what has gone on before so yeah i have audrey lord and brene brown and mary robinson yes as uh three people who's and and the, and, and the, the common word for me was words so for me audrey even though and like like all the all the respect in the world she was an activist she was defiant she was a warrior she was courageous she she ticked all those boxes for me the younger me but what 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 i connected with the most was her words and how she expressed them and how she told the story of the experience of being a black feminist warrior poet lesbian all the things all the labels that she kind of yeah she took on others gave her but but what she did with her activism and how she used words absolutely and older me was so it's interesting like th- this is older me who connects with those people but young you connects with connected, them. That's amazing. yeah that's amazing i have it i like them i don't know if you've ever seen i'm gonna get this book hang on in glennon doyle's book she has like uh it's only like a six line little poem thing i don't know if you know it it's the dropping keys right can i read it to you it's like, it. like it's so relevant here so the small woman builds cages for everyone she knows while the sage who has to duck her head when the moon is low keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful rowdy prisoners and i just think that is because and i especially like the way it says for the beautiful rowdy prisoners rather than women because like that that it reached you it didn't have to be the same gender or whatever so that's what those women i think do yeah and 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 stuff like so the words i would use again and you could use them for the others as well but the leadership and wisdom and Mm. insight and that they like someone like Brene brown gives her energy to to insight she does research but considers herself a storyteller so places a value on sharing the story of what the research tells us or the story of the experience of people who came who she interviewed or who she worked with. Um, and for Mary Robinson, again, who has kind of traversed the story of Ireland, uh, recent Ireland, as in whatever, 80s to now, um, and has kind of had endured the struggles of patriarchal Ireland mm. and has transcended those uh, like in so many ways that just draws me in to the awe of, of yeah, the, the cur- and, and then tells the story of it. Um, in a way that infuses such wisdom and I think the generations that have come like you like young people mm. um, to have someone like like Mary Robinson as a sage um, I think is is what will transform us you know, as a nation or so then like if I go timeline then what happened was I started to pick up people like so there's people who I imagine in the future will be the sages who now are just like and I've and and they kind of have for me if I use the archetype like the, the queen energy, um, who I I know a few of. I, I wrote down the sword, uh, the warrior, um, people like Mary Lou Macdonald, people like Lynn Boyle, and people like Saoirse McHugh. Like there's so many I could name who are 
you can see they're not there. So the people we've just talked about are, are have achieved amazing things and are looking back and sharing what they learned. Whereas there's people now who I have had the privilege of working with, like who I watch, who I know, who are in the process of doing those things. Um, and they bring that those energies of just a sister stand. Now she's kind of, she does a lot of reflection as well, but she's still out, you know, battling for, for what's right. Um, and it's really, it's really amazing to, I think, watch, like I watched an interview with Saoirse McHugh yesterday, um, one from when she was running for MEP, I think, and just watching what she was saying and relating to it so much and feeling, yeah, there's someone my age who thinks similar things or um, watching when I saw like Lynn coming out with like how on top of climate she is, it makes me want to be more on top of the climate stuff. So those, there's those women who are in the here and now for me, which is really exciting to connect with and think, what can we do as um, women at the moment? And then in the future, we'll tell those stories. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so, like, I think that's, it's so important, isn't it? To be, to, to look at who's around you in the present mm. and, and, and to see what, what, what's going on and what they're doing and how they're responding and to kind of also look at what, what do they need on their journey and how can we be part of that? Or if we are going to be part of that, what role can we play? Um, so that they, it's like, you know, when I talked about, in, the, in my previous podcast about Mother Jones and that idea of who's around those people. So we can't just stand back in awe of, of Mary Lou and just go, wow, like she, like as a leader of, of, of a movement and a potential leader of a country and yet the most gifted interpersonal oh, stuff that I've ever, ever no, met. Yeah. Um, and yet, but then you have to be able to maybe say, well, where what can, if I'm part of that, what role can I play mm. um, to support them to achieve what they're destined to achieve or what they're aiming to achieve? Um, or to, you know, see that it's not that, like, again, it's so important to not have to think, I want to be them. But, but I want to have proximity to the energy that they have right yes. now. And I need yes. to find my way in to contribute especially if we're aligned on things and i think so so much of and we won't get caught up in this but so much of what pe people do nowadays is see where they're not aligned and focus on that mm. so you could be 98 percent aligned with someone and then you're you're, you're you have discomfort about the two percent and fair enough if the two percent is like fundamentally against your values but um i think the 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 journey that some of those women that you've talked about are on um with with support and with you know a collective contribution um, from others who share the values and principles that they will achieve and we'll and we'll all celebrate that and like and i and before we move off like there was other things i wrote down about um so if we're to go back to the archetypes like uh, one that was relevant was the tier and that is uh seen as in and when we say archetypes we mean like these mystical mythical types of roles that people are playing in stories or whatever and the tear is um a grief and a sorrow but it's also a moving through and i think women collective women spaces do a lot of that in our social justice world so i'm thinking of people women who work in women's refuges or tra traveler women's groups or like i i remember like studying some of these women's groups even in sociology and and there's this like there's a there's definitely emotion 
there's a space allowed for emotion, but also healing, but also such a powerful um, utilizing of that emotion for power and to make change. Yeah. And it just, it makes me think of the women of community development and early, early youth work. And you, you dare not say women alongside community development, because then there's nothing to talk about. So for me, community development in Ireland it was the work of women mm. and and where it is today is on the shoulders of those women and the and you know like again the the courage the drive the inspiration the being able to sit with discomfort the defiance uh, against authorities and structures that were happy to leave communities in bits you know whether whether it's infrastructure or uh, resources or um or supporting people with individual struggles like the inspiration that we can draw from from those who went before who set who set the, the foundations for mm. how we operate as communities <sighs> okay so the last in my timeline which isn't really part of the timeline but when i think now is the the people who are close to me mm. um, and that kind of tra- that can works across the whole timeline so my last category shall we say is is the matriarchs in my life and who have been in my life and I'm very lucky that, so I had, so that goes from my grandparents to, to today. So my, my, both of my grandmothers, I would have had a very special and unique bond with. And as a kind of a rough teenager who got probably into more trouble than got praise. You um, never. I know that's an absolutely shocking thing to be said, <laughs> but, but for me, they were the first real matriarchs in, in my life in terms of, Again, people who were who were there, and I probably again, it's fair to say that my relationship with them um, was at its was at its most flourishing when they were both when they both had lost their husbands, um, because I just I spent more time with them after right. those um, occasions, and not but not for any conscious reason as such, <clears throat> but um, the storytellers, the people who held space for the family. And that holding space is so important for for us in our in our work um, with young people in particular. But that this, again, someone who, uh, for me at the time when I got into trouble, they were always stood by me. So yeah. that sense of again, and if if the matriarch is the highest power in the family, and they stand by you, and they believe in you, and they tell you that you're you're destined for good things, or that they believe in you as a foundation, even an unconscious one, I think it's. It's like nothing else uh, mm-hmm. in the world. And I'm sure people all across the land would talk about their grannies yes. and the importance of, of the role that they play in getting us through tough times without, again, when we think about all the skills that people get caught up in the skills they need to support someone who's struggling, look to your grannies. Mm-hmm. Like they know that's yeah. they don't have the lingo of, they're not psychotherapists or psychologists, but they know how to infuse this. They know, they know how to hold space and they know how to do uh, unconditional love, I guess, as yes. a kind of a, as the the first scaffolding for taking on whatever the challenge might be. Um, and then again, I suppose my my own mother. I won't tell you about the struggles that she had to endure, <laughs> younger Dermo. But again, so Woman is like, a hero. <laughs> it's it's that thing, and and I, I like if I was to relate it to the now between my own mother and my partner Susanna. Um, if we look at COVID and what, like, we should have really got through this without without having to say that word. <clears throat> um, if you want to see how resilience, how adapting, 
how facing struggles and finding a way has brought us to where we are now in this journey with all the horrors of it. Look to the mothers. Like and I'm not messing. So my mom's name is Neve, and we were saying the N and Nefit should stand for Neve. Because the woman has come up with all of these different ways to adapt outside from like she got these little um so uh coffee pod recycling bags that are like whatever. So she's been cutting them into squares so that if you were out and you had to sit out to have your coffee, but it was wet, you just put that down and then she has it to place to reuse it. Or like she was looking, we were walking down the beach and there was this like empty space and she just started talking about how she would turn it into a COVID safe outside space or like all these. And then, of course, like the more. She is there sitting on the floor with you when it's like, oh, another day of struggle. She's like, yep, all right, here's a here's hot chocolate. So like for sure, the most adaptable, the most persevering. And that's got to be innate somehow. Like that, that's yeah. not something, you know, how is it that all the mothers do all the things? I'm not saying it's like <laughs> the fathers can't, but, no. but like that it's, and it, maybe it's cultural and maybe there's programming in there, but to be able to do the work, the homeschool. And again, I, I would put my hand up and say, I tr- I do all that. I try to do all that. But I just think that the mothers, there's no limit to what they'll take on when needed. Mm. And there's no question mark about that. And then it's, and then beyond that, it's the way, the way they carry themselves through the struggles, mm-hmm. um, which is the, again, it goes back for me, it goes all the way back to, the selfless stuff, you yes. know, and and that's probably the, the strongest quality that I would like to have or, or be like to uh, would like to be known for is that there's an energy about my values that has that selfless dimension to it, because that's what I take from all the all those women. And you know what it is? I don't know. Like, I'm even thinking of my godmother, who is my auntie, but she has that same so it's not necessary like it's just it's just there's certain women who have that motherly energy and it doesn't matter like the godmothers the grannies the mothers the it could be even someone that you like the community development workers that that it's just like you just know nothing will knock them over because mm. they're protecting everybody else they're giving they're giving nectar to everybody around them is it like outstanding which we like and before we go off the 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 familiar one but it, it tied into the other group that I have, which is the friendships. Now, I don't know if you want to say something about the, the, no, ahead, the like, so, cause I was thinking like, there's all these women who are around me, um, who I don't know from activism or who aren't in my family. And yet what role do they play and how, and they are so precious to me. And I wrote down the vessel archetype because the vessel protects what it contains and the sustainable like because and I have a great video of one of my best friends Trudy I hope she doesn't mind me saying her name ah she won't but I found it like two years ago and it was when we were doing our election campaign launch and so we're sitting in her house watching tv right (laughs) and I take a phone out and I'm like Trudy tell people why they should go to the election campaign launch and she just looks up and she's like oh eh, because you're good uh, you're a good politic or something And like we laugh so much and it just for me, it was like she doesn't love me or doesn't hold space for me because of 
professionally what I do or who or whatever because even if it's because of a connection that we have that's nothing to do with my roles and everything to do with who I am um, and and I've lots of friends like that who like we just have our own connections and they sustain and again they'll be there not but like because of if you do x y and z but they're there forever because they're your companions um, and I think that energy is is and it's not of course it's not um only women but for me and I that couldn't not speak of my female friends because they're just like nothing else they're the sustainers they're the protectors I think I don't know that's all my categories done <laughs> well and there was one other person and I'll I'll be I'm 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 gonna try post about her but my sister is like the like you're talking about actually she could she could tie into the to the kind of um matriarchal energy in a sense because she is a gentle very gentle wisdom kind of soul and yet if if you come near me in the wrong way i wouldn't cross her so there's that there's that kind of sisterly energy as well which i think most of the women that we've talked about today have I'm so. without a doubt because my sister like where do they get that from they get that that's, from yeah. the mothers you know yeah. so they, they become and and that's why I think you're, you're it's 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 important to say as well that to, to have that the, that essence of matriarchal energy isn't to have children it's yes yeah. to have that energy you know yeah. Yeah. so happy International Women's Day to everyone yeah. we hope you have a good time celebrating